0: You're listening to The Devoted Podcast, where our desire is to be women devoted to the Word of God. We're so glad you're here, and we pray you'll be challenged and encouraged as we look to God's Word together. Welcome back, devoted listeners, and happy Thanksgiving week. Can you believe it? We are almost to Thanksgiving. While well, we are wrapping up our first official season of The Devoted Podcast with today's episode. So remember, if you have not subscribed— go on, subscribe. So that way it will pop back up on your phone whenever we do download new episodes. So there might be a bonus one in December. I haven't quite decided. Not sure how that's going to go. Otherwise, it will be after the first of the year when we come back. But if you're like me with your podcasts, there's probably, you know, half a dozen that you have (laughs) missed. So you can always go back and listen to one that you might have missed that we've been doing this year. So gives you plenty of time to do that until after the, the first of the year. So, and remember if, you know, if anything on this has been encouraging to you guys here, just share it, throw it, give it to somebody else. Remember our mission, my whole hope and desire guys is just that we would be constantly pointing women to the word of God, getting women into the word in whatever way we can do that. And I just love that we have this venue to do it. And I hope that it meets a lot of gals where they're at with the Word. So remember to do that and then I also just kind of wanted to give you guys a little bit of inside scoop stuff of what we're up to at the women. I feel like the podcasters for some reason I feel like we're just having a conversation even though I know it's me alone in this room but I always just feel like I'm just chatting with you. So I just want to let you guys know of some things that are going to be coming up if um, you do follow us on Instagram or Facebook at athe women, you're gonna start seeing in December we're gonna post an advent reading list that we've put together. And I think it's going to be really great. So remember, I'm a giant reading plan fan, right? And maybe you're like, yeah, I didn't really stick with my plan. Remember, it's just a plan. It's just a guideline. It doesn't mean you have to check every single box. But if you do get up that morning and you're spending your time with the Lord and you're like, man, where should I go? Maybe you want to go to just this Advent reading list that Becca on the Women's Ministry team put together. So check that out. We will be posting that pretty soon here. Also, in January, we're going to have a new Mercies of Event. And you're like, Matt, what is that? Well, if you're local here, guys, this is going to be really fun. And always, I always have to add this caveat in this year of Lord willing, because things can change and we always are trying to be flexible and pivot. But the plan is to have what we're going to call the New Mercies event. We'll have it each January. And it's just, we're going to have a couple of them. So there'll be like a Friday evening and there'll also be an option for Saturday, but also for our online crowd that just is like either isn't local here to Portland area or if you just don't feel comfortable coming into something, then you can check that out online too. But we're going to have a bunch of fun stuff for you guys at that. We're going to share kind of the vision of where we're going for women's ministry for 2021. We're going to have some fun giveaways and it's just going to be a lot of fun, especially Time to be able to connect and just kind of have some fellowship with some other gals too. We're going to provide a a lot of time for that too. And if I just freaked all the introverts out, hang on, it won't be scary. I'm an introvert. So guys, I always have you guys on my mind. So for sure. And then also be praying. We are going to be working on our new spring study that we'll be doing coming out in the spring. So we're going to be working on writing that and getting all that geared up to go. So if you participated in the Psalm study that we are just finishing up, oh boy, that was so good. It was so fun. I can't believe how timely it was to be in Psalm 119. But at the same time, I'm thinking, I would say it's timely to get into Psalm 119 just about any time. So if you missed the study and you really wanted to join that, you can still get that. You can go on the athe Gear site and you can buy the book. All the teachings are going to be on the athe Women YouTube channel. So you can watch all of those. You can put them in a playlist and just kind of, you could watch them all at one shot. You could watch them week at a time. You can put your own small group together or you could just do it on your own. But it's a great study and a, a just and a good opportunity to be able to jump into the word like that in a not a super homework intensive way. So I hope it doesn't scare you too much. But I, we really enjoyed doing that study with you all. So another quick, that was a lot of announcements. Sorry about that. But another quick public service announcement. It's December next week. For real. No kidding! It is December. I don't know why. I I sometimes feel like I need to. I personally need that reminder. I don't know why. It just like it sneaks up on me. And you start seeing in October when some of your sweet friends will start posting things about how many days till Christmas and all that stuff. And I love Christmas. I love it so much. But it does seem like it sneaks up really quick. And then if we're not really intentional about our time during December, it feels like it's gone so fast. So this is my public service announcement to you to say, um, guess what? It's going to be December next week. And with that, here's my little tidbit for the month, because this is what I do. Schedule your free time. That sounds weird. Amy, why would we schedule free time? Because you know what I mean? It doesn't happen if you don't schedule it when it comes to December. So I have gotten in the habit the last couple of years where I'll try to take one or two days or evenings, combination of days, evenings, whatever, and literally schedule them for nothing. Nothing because they will get filled up, but they'll get filled up with, you know, fun stuff, with getting your family together and just breathing room in the schedule that happens to just gets a little crowded in December, doesn't it? So that's my tip for you. Schedule your free time. So today, I want to jump into kind of a radical idea that if you could tell from the title, if you opened this podcast after reading the title, well, kudos to you, because some of you were probably like, "I, she's crazy. But I want to pose a radical idea. You know, what if instead of inwardly or even outwardly moaning every time we say 2020, what if we change that? And what if we instead were saying, Lord, thank you for 2020, really? You know, we don't know what the future holds. We don't know what 2021 or 2022 is gonna look like. What if we look back on 2020 as the good year? And I'm not saying that to be depressing. I'm saying that to maybe hopefully give us a little bit of perspective. But for real, what if, what if this is the good year? And I've said this lots of times before to other gals that there isn't some kind of magic wand that's just going to magically make everything better when the calendar flips over from December 2020 to January 2021. It's just not going to happen. You know, as long as we've got sinners in this world and we're in it, We're just going to have a mess, you know? I mean, I think if we're really honest with ourselves, we know this, but yet in our minds, we're kind of like, oh, we just got to get it over, right? The only thing that's going to fix the problems we have is returning to Jesus. That's it. That's the only thing that's going to fix the mess that we're in. So if you were thinking that something amazing is going to happen at your New Year's Eve party and you're going to get to January 1st, 2021, you're probably going to be a little bit disappointed. Let's change the attitude with this. You know, did your mom ever tell you that if you can't change your situation, change your attitude? I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. I actually gave my high schooler that pep talk just today. So I I think it's kind of a timeless piece of advice there. But our attitude is so crucial. So let's do what we always do on the Devoted Podcast and remind ourselves and be encouraged by what the Bible tells us to do for 2020 for right here. We've referred to the scripture before, but I want to peel back some pieces because I think we need these reminders. I need these reminders again. Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Such a great verse, right? But what does this look like? I mean, if you peel back each of these little pieces, that first thing, it's, it's giving us sort of this nice recipe, but it's not easy ingredients here. The very first one right off the top, it says to rejoice, have joy. And remember the definition of that here, it's, it's the experience of deliverance and the anticipation of salvation. But there is hope and confidence in that word. It's not just an emotion, but it's truly expecting. It's that anticipation of salvation in whatever the situation we're in. Rejoice in the Lord always. And he says it twice. So he's trying to make a point. Again, I say rejoice. The second thing he says is let your reasonableness be known to everyone. That's what the ESV says. But in the King James, it says, calls it moderation. And then NIV, it says gentleness. I kind of like, I kind of like both, but I like that definition is within that word, both of them. Gentleness, reasonableness, moderation. But it's a convicting little piece to me too, I have to be honest, because it says let it be known to everyone. And it makes me ask myself, well, is my gentleness, is my reasonableness known to everyone, or am I known for freaking out? You know, I mean, even if that's not you, maybe you're not the person that freaks out. You probably know somebody that they just kind of freak out all the time. Philippians is reminding us here that that's not what we want to be known for. Let's not be known for freaking out. Let's be known for our moderation, our gentleness, our reasonableness. Just a very calming word, isn't it? I kind of like the reminder of calming words in the midst of times that don't feel very calm. The Lord is at hand, is the next part. And then it says, do not be anxious about anything. I know, guys, we've all heard that verse and that piece of that verse probably hundreds and hundreds of times. But if you're like me, you feel like every time you read it, it's almost like doing a reset again of like, oh, what am I being anxious about? Why am I doing that? And it's really clear. I mean, he's not saying be anxious about some things or there's going to be some things that are going to merit your anxiety. He says, don't be anxious about anything. But then the next thing is he gives us the third or the fourth thing we're on is that what we do with that. What do we do? If we do feel anxious, he says, don't be doing that. He says, but instead, through prayer and supplication, we need to pray, pray all the time. And it's, you know, if you don't know what to pray, pray this verse. You know, you can just pray and ask the Lord, Lord, help me to rejoice in you. Maybe you're struggling with just having joy in the season you're in, or asking the Lord to help you to be gentle or reasonable in difficult seasons and easy ones. But asking the Lord for those things. You can pray scripture. I love praying scripture. You know, if you're ever in that place where you're like, well, I don't know if I'll pray the right thing. If you're praying scripture, you're right on on the mark. But also I would tell you, I don't think the Lord cares about our words being exactly spot on either. He just wants you to pray, pray all the time. But the next thing he tells us, the fifth thing in that little verse is to pray with thanksgiving. And I think this part is the key because he is saying that, yes, to pray, but then the how to pray is with thanksgiving. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It's kind of a recap there, really, of Philippians 4. The rejoicing is there, the praying all the time is there, and then giving thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. I love that. But just the reminder of the posture that we can have in prayer. And that's of being thankful. And so this is kind of where I just wanted to remind us with God's word on this. And it's appropriate, I suppose, because it is Thanksgiving week. And that is typically where we, you know, we we at least attempt to switch our attitude over. But I hope this isn't a seasonal Episode for you. I hope this isn't something that you're like, yeah, this is a good thing that we need to be reminded of on Thanksgiving week, but that's kind of it. Because that wouldn't be what 1 Thessalonians is saying either, right? Because it's saying, give thanks in all circumstances, pray without ceasing. We're to do this all the time. So let's look at this attitude of switching, switching this to gratitude, to thankfulness. And what can we be thankful for? So, first, let's be thankful, but for what? You know, a lot of us, we might sit there and go, man, how? can I be thankful for this year? Really, seriously, any other time, but please don't ask me how I'm going to be thankful for 2020. But let's do it. Let's do it. Let's take that challenge. Okay, so how can I be thankful for this year? Well, for me, I can think of, you know, yep, school was shut down in March, and that was not awesome. But I got to see my family so much more. We got to have like actual real sit-down dinners. I was not running all over town and you know sometimes multiple towns doing sports stuff or whatever. instead we were playing games at home and you know doing puzzles or what all the things that we did during during lockdown. There was a lot to be thankful for during that season. How about being thankful for our health? You know, a lot of people got sick this year, right? And if you knew someone that either got um coronavirus or just any kind of illness, did it just the heightened awareness, I think, of these little invisible viruses that you kind of, you don't, I don't know. We just kind of take for granted that there's things like this that can just wreak havoc on our society, that can mess with us, mess with our health, mess with our economies. And just our communities can just be so impacted by this invisible little bug that nobody can see. But we can be thankful for our health. If you're healthy today, man. That's something to be thankful for. I had to be thankful this week for allergies. Who gets allergies in the fall? I mean, I know that they're there, but I always look outside and as I see the leaves falling and I'm thinking, okay, this is the time of year where things are dying. Why are my eyes watering and why are my sinuses freaking out? So I had to do this own little thing of how can I be thankful for allergies? But you know what? I don't have coronavirus. I don't have cancer. I don't have things that so many people are struggling with. I have something that an allergy pill can fix. There's always something that we can be grateful for. How about the air that we breathe? Okay, that one might seem silly. And if you're listening to this and you don't live in Oregon, you're like, why would you be thankful for air? But if you've been listening to the podcast for a a while, I remember when I was podcasting during the amazingly terrible air quality that we experienced here in the Portland area when we had the wildfires here. I had no idea that I needed to be truly grateful for oxygen. We had toxic, hazardous air for over 11 days. It was somewhere between 11 and 13 days. I can't remember exactly, but literally you could not go outside without an N95 mask. I don't love my mask, but I was thankful for an N95 mask during those uh, days because you could not go outside without it just, it was just terrible, guys. And now I don't take that for granted. Just a, a little bit ago our pastor Brett was talking about being thankful for the air we breathe that it was it's you know here in Oregon the fall is so beautiful and it's sunny and it's clear and you know we can be thankful for that. We deserve, he was pointing out, we deserve the the wretched awful air that we had, you know, back in the beginning of September. You know, really we don't deserve any of this. So we can be thankful for these beautiful clear Skies that we have right now, and for air, truly thankful for that. What about for? Often people will say that, you know, when times are good, they might not pick up their Bible as much, or they might not pray as much. Okay, they might not admit that open and openly, but if they're really honest and they kind of stop and think about it, they're like, yeah, we probably don't turn to prayer and turn to the Word as much when days are just going great and days are easy. And this shouldn't be true of us, but it, you know, it kind of is. We all fall into that from time to time. But I'd be willing to bet that this year, a lot of you have turned to the word more, have been in prayer more. And I know this because I've heard from you and, I, and I've and i loved it and I've resonated with it because I've been in that same boat and it's been such a sweet time. Yeah, there's been tough stuff, but there's just been this almost extra quality time with the Lord and growth that has been unmatched in 2020. And I'm so grateful for 2020 for that. And if you haven't maybe been in the Word or in prayer as much as you would have liked to have been 2020, hey, this is a great time to start. Remember, I'm always telling you guys, you don't have to wait till January 1st to turn over a a new leaf and try to do something different. Nope, start tomorrow. Start on November 25th if you want. Doesn't matter. But when these times are tough, it really is so important to press into the Lord. I loved Oswald Chambers said one time, he said, if God has made your cup sweet, drink it with grace, or even if he has made it bitter, drink it in communion with him. And that's really true. There is there's this communion and sweetness with the Lord that we experience with so much more definition and color, really when times are hard. And, and when you're in the thick of it, when you're in the hard, that is probably not the time that you're going to see all that color. And, but as you look back and you see the ways that the Lord has been there and been faithful and just really you've just been in his presence with it throughout that season, that's what provides that color and definition in those hard times that you just don't get any other way. So I'm thankful for 2020 for moments like that. But the second thing about that verse that we're reading in Philippians, it says to be thankful in prayer. I think it's important to have that attitude of thankfulness, absolutely. But also remember to just, when you are praying, actually out loud, thanking the Lord for those things, giving him thanks for that, even the things that might be hard. You know, when I was thinking about this, I was reminded of the story of Corrie Ten Boone and her sister, Betsy. And if you've ever read the book, Hiding Place, you have heard this story. But it's so good. And, you know, they were two sisters that were taken to the Ravensbrück concentration camp. Because they had been hiding Jews. And so they were taken to this awful concentration to camp. And, and, and not that there is a good one. I just, every time I read these stories about the conditions that the Jewish people and other people that were interned in these camps, it just, it just slays me. I just got done reading another book. I, I, for some reason, really enjoy World War II historical fiction such a tragic time in our history, but so compelling to to hear uh, these people's stories. And I I just recently finished another one. And so it's kind of fresh in my mind as I as I think about what these conditions would have been like. And as Corrie Tinboon tells the story in her book, Hiding Place, she talks about the new barracks they were taken to because they had been in another prison and they got moved to this new barrack, Barrack 28. And she talks about The conditions in there. And I mean, if you know anything about these concentration camps and the conditions, they were always super crowded. They would sleep them in bunks that you couldn't even like lift your head up. They would be so tightly in there. And usually you couldn't have one person to a bunk. It was multiple people. And so you're kind of sleeping all on top of each other. And I'm saying it bunk like it sounds like that's like a really nice bed. No, it was like moldy and rotting straw that they would lay on. And so she tells a story in the book that she and her sister are laying in bed one night in this horrible, foul-smelling conditions with this straw that smells really crowded, people just everywhere. And she starts feeling something at her legs, and she's like, "Ouch, what you know, what is that?" And she, you know, jumps out of bed and you know hits her head on the bunk above her because you couldn't even sit up in these things, and realizes that, ah. Oh, the The beds that they're sleeping on are like infested with fleas. And Corey, she says to her sister, you know, she says, you know, how can we live in such a place? How are we going to survive here? And her sister, Betsy, I just love whenever you read her speaking in the book, I, I just feel like there's this calm about her. And Betsy, she gets excited and she says, oh, He's already given us the answer for how we, you know, live in these terrible conditions, and and she has Corey get out her Bible, which she's kind of sneaking it because you know you weren't supposed to have that, and she gets out her Bible for what they had read just that morning, and they were reading in First Thessalonians, and it's that verse that I I just read to you, right, the one rejoice, con- always pray constantly, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. And and Betsy gets all excited because she says, that's our answer. We need to give thanks in all situations. That's what we can do. And, you know, if you're laying in this terrible smelling place, you're getting bitten and eaten up by fleas. It was, we probably would have been very similar to Corey in our response to Betsy of like, you know, I'm not real sure. I'm going to be real thankful for the fleas. But that's exactly what she asks her sister to do. And she asked her to start thinking about, hey, what can we be thankful for in this situation? And so, you know, Corey kind of looks around. They were in a, a very crowded area, but they were like, well, because it's so crowded, they were able to have these little Bible studies that they were having, almost like little church services there in their barrack. And they said, we can be thankful that we were together. The two sisters had not been separated, which was a blessing. And so she's asking her sister to look for things in this horrible conditions that they're in. These horrible things to be thankful for. And then she also says, and be thankful for the fleas. And that's kind of the straw that broke Corey's back. She's like, okay, there is just no way I'm going to be able to be thankful for fleas. But her sister presses her and she says, thankful even for the fleas. It says thanks in all circumstances. It doesn't say in pleasant circumstances. And she tells her sister, she says, fleas are part of this place where God has put us. And if you continue to read the story, it's just, it's such a great reminder how this all worked out. Because later you would find out that In this particular area, the barracks that they had, like I said, they were kind of doing these Bible studies, almost like a little mini church service. And it was really crowded in there, but the guards didn't check on them very much. They were just kind of left alone. And it got so much so um, that, you know, they were actually even able to have two of these church services where they were just taking out this little, these scriptures that she had hidden and she had snuck into this camp and she was reading the Bible to all of these women so they could all hear her hear the word and being bothered and then one morning uh man why why aren't we being you know Betsy realizes after they had tried to have a a guard they needed uh something with the work that they were doing they were their job was to knit socks or something and and so they had a situation arise and they had to go ask the guard for something and they wanted the guard to come in there and they said no we're not going in there that place is full of fleas and it was in that moment that Betsy realized that Corey Timboon also realized that they had been spared the scrutiny of the guards and all of these things because the guards didn't want to come in there because there were fleas in there. And so they both realized in that moment that the Lord was answering their prayer in that verse, rejoice always, pray constantly, be thankful in all circumstances, even be thankful for the fleas. I love how she ends her little piece about that story. And she writes, she says, Barracks 28 at Ravensbrook was known as the crazy place where women have hope. And hope they had a living hope. Hope in the midst of darkness. Hope in the midst of persecution. Hope in the midst of unimaginable evils. Many women in Barracks 28 knew and believed, as Corey put it, that there is no pit so deep that his God's love is not deeper still the conclusion of Romans chapter 8 became one of the scriptures that sustained them all. Romans 8, and 37 says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. It seems like such a drastic story, doesn't it? We don't, have any circumstance, there is nothing that you and I are facing right now that is to the level of being in a World War II concentration camp being eaten up by fleas. We don't have that. And yet these dear women, followers of Jesus, found a way to be thankful, to rejoice, over fle- to be thankful for fleas. That's amazing to me and a little convicting, right? Because guys, I've complained this year Yes, I have. I have complained about having to wear a mask or, you know, the many, the inconveniences that we have had to go through this year. But guys, they're inconveniences. There's been no part of my days through 2020 where I've had to face the amount of tribulation that other people have p- faced in history or even in places, uh, in other places of the world. So I want to take that and go, okay, I have probably complained and had an attitude at times that was not in line with Philippians 4 or 1 Thessalonians 5. Let's put that behind. And let's shift the attitude to what can I be thankful for? Because I am thankful for 2020, guys. Maybe some of you are listening to this going, yeah, I'm just not quite there yet, Aim." That's okay. That's okay. But I would suggest that we could probably get there if we start thinking about the things that we're thankful for. Think of one thing you're thankful for, for tw- from 2020 and thank the Lord for that thing. You know, as we enter into December here, we've got one month left of this year. And whenever I get to this point, yeah, you can you feel a little tired in the year, even on normal years. But I always wanna give myself the pep talk. I do the same thing with my kids. I do the same thing with them in about April or May of the Finish Strong some of us have been kind of plodding along in 2020, just trying to get through it. It's been more of an endurance test and we're like, yeah, we'll just, we'll just get through this. But let's not do that. What if we shift that? What if we shift from a place of being of being more thankful for all the things that we have been blessed with, been provided for in 2020, being thankful for those things and choosing instead to not just get through 2020, but to really finish it strong? Galatians 6, 9 reminds us to let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Realize that we're going to reap something. That's just kind of how life works. When you do stuff or not do something, there's always a consequence to that, right? The things we do, the attitude we have is going to bear out a harvest of something. It just will. So how much better to reap the kind of harvest that will bear out from doing good from not quitting, from not giving up, from not complaining, from not being just in a place that's disgruntled about all the things that we've experienced maybe this year, but instead shifting that focus to being thankful. Colossians 1, 10 and 11 says, Walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might. So many things I love about that verse, but I, the very first part of that reminder of walking in a manner that's worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him. Guys, when I'm complaining about the things from this year or you know whatever my situation is, that is not in a place that's pleasing to the Lord. That's not giving honor to the Lord, but instead to bear fruit in every good work. I think especially for, I think where this hit me is as a, as a mama, as my kids are watching me. Our kids watch us they they're they're checking out, "Hey, how is Mom and Dad? How are they handling this situation? What are they doing with this news that we're getting? What are they getting with this new mandate? what you know, how are we handling it? Are we trusting the Lord? Now, I also want to take it off of you if if you're sitting here going, "No, I've not handled it well, and I have failed. No, 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 because those are awesome opportunities as well because then you get to go to your kids. And you get to have that conversation of like, man, I'm I'm sorry I had that attitude. Look at the things we can be thankful for in this situation right now. Man, that's a huge moment to teach your kids, to be reminded of yourself, pointing and looking at scriptures and just reminding that what the word tells us about to do in these hard times. And like I've said, whether you're talking about Corey Tid Boone's story and, you know, a really extreme situation, or when we're talking about Philippians and where Paul was when he was writing some of these passages in prison, really a way worse situation than we'll ever be in. And he found ways to write those passages through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, writing these reminders to us, guys, of being thankful. But I love the end of that Colossians verse where it says being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. It's just not something we have to do in our own strength. When that verse earlier said, pray always, pray for that. Pray that God would just strengthen you with all power according to his glorious might. Thank goodness it's not according to our might because then we really would be in a bad situation. But he does not ask us to do these things out of our own strength. He is so gracious to give us the strength that we need to do what that next thing is. Philippians 3, 13 and 14 says, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Can we forget all the things that have been in 2020. I think when he is saying the forgetting what lies behind, it's it's not like you're not going to remember that COVID came. It's not like you're not going to remember that things were harder this year than maybe they were in 2019 or 2018. You're going to remember that. But I, I think that what the forgetting what lies behind is there is not letting the things that have gone on, not let them weigh you down. Almost like as it's creating this picture of a runner a little bit, and it's, you know, the straining forward to what lies ahead, pressing on towards the goal. I almost see that as just a picture of taking that burden off the forgetting piece, and that's the part that we get to cast on Jesus and let him carry that. And then we're just doing the running part, you know? We're straining forward to what lies ahead, pressing on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. It's a classic Paul reminder to us to keep pressing on, to keep doing the things that he's put in front of us to do, the good works that he laid out in advance for us to do. We started out this episode talking about Philippians 4 through 7, you know, rejoice always, do not be anxious, pray with thanksgiving, all those things were sort of that recipe, I said, to to get to what Paul says really in verse 7 and we didn't talk about verse 7 much but verse 7 is the one that says and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus the peace just take a breath all of those things are kind of it's telling us that's what leads to the guarding of our hearts that gives us that peace that passes understanding and all of us would be absolutely sign me up for that but that's how the peace comes verses 4 through 6 by rejoicing, by not being anxious, by praying with thanksgiving. That is how we get that peace. If you feel like this year has been filled with striving and struggle, let's leave that behind. Let's leave those pieces. Let's do the forgetting part on that. We can't change the situation, but we can change what our attitude is and what scripture reminds us to be thankful for. It's Thanksgiving week. Every Instagram post from here to Sunday is going to be reminding you guys in their prettiest possible fonts, you know, of how thankful we can be. And, you know, in our house, we have, we call it a blessing jar. It's just a jar that we scribble things down throughout the year that we're thankful for. And, you know, just blessings, things that the Lord did. And it's not fancy, guys. You can use a sticky note and stick it in there, you know. Maybe start a blessing jar this week if you don't have one, or maybe just sit down in your own quiet time and write out all the things that you are thankful for, big or small, really doesn't matter. But I would like specifically ask you to write some things down that you are thankful for 2020, because I think that's the one where we almost just don't want to go there. Oh, please don't make me be thankful for 2020. I think that we should. I think scripture says that we should be thankful in all. All circumstances. Remember how what Betsy Ten Boone said—not just in the pleasant circumstances, but in all of them. I'm uh, also—I'm not a daily journal writer, but this morning I, I pulled out my journal and I write in it fairly frequently. You know, maybe a couple times a week, or sometimes a, a week will go by and I didn't get in there. But I, for the most part, I try to get it out. And there's so there's prayers and there's some scripture and you know sometimes just some daily life stuff. And this morning I, I got it out and I was, I was flipping back through this year. And it's so interesting to flip back and see all the things that have really transpired. And especially my because I don't write in it every single day in one journal. I, there was still stuff in there from 2019. I think it started back in like August of 2019. And it's just a lot of life has happened in this time, guys. But it's amazing to flip back through those pages and see all the things that the Lord has done. I mean, we have some serious short-term memories, or at least I do. And it's just so good to go back and look at just the countless ways that the Lord has been faithful. In good days, in rough ones, you'll go back and you'll look for look at things that you were praying for that you right now you might not even remember was even an issue. But it's great because you can go back and you can see the ways that the Lord has answered those prayers. So if you, I, I don't know, you don't have to be a big journal writer. You can just make it your own thing. I know folks that do it more in like a bullet style where they just kind of write little dashes and a couple notes down. I just think it's so important to be able to look back. It helps our short-term memories. It helps us to just be reminded of the faithfulness of the Lord. One last scripture, Psalm 105.4. It says, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. I hope you guys have an amazing Thanksgiving week. And I pray that this verse will, will be on your mind, that you'll seek the Lord this week, that you'll seek his strength and that you'll seek his presence in the season. And reflecting on some of these scriptures about having a posture and a heart of really, truly being thankful. Don't fake it. Be thankful. There is definitely something to be thankful for. And my prayer is that you guys will just, you'll end this podcast today with a big smile on your face for all the things that you have to be thankful for in 2020. Thank you for tuning in to the Devoted Podcast. We are a ministry of Athey Creek Christian Fellowship in Westland, Oregon. For more resources, or if you need prayer or encouragement, send us an email at devotedpodcast at atheycreek.com.